The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. No one can serve two masters. He will either hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you shall eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds in the sky. They do not sow or reap. They gather nothing into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are not you more important than they? Can any of you by worrying add a single moment to your lifespan? Why are you anxious about clothes? Learn from the way the wildflowers grow. They do not work or spin, but I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was clothed like one of them. If God so clothes the grass of the field, which grows today and is thrown into the oven tomorrow, will he not much more provide for you, O oh, you of little faith? So do not worry and say, What are we to eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what are we to wear? All these things the pagans seek. Your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be given you besides. Do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Sufficient for a day is its own evil. This is Radio Wave Medjinomics with your host, a friend of Medjugorje. And so we are five days away from an election that many say is the most important since the founding of our nation. Why are so many people talking about this? Why are so many on one side and one on the other side? Is it just polarization? Or is it dividing the goats from the sheep? Is it a time you have to decide where you're going to be, with the light or the dark? Will you reject God or you accept God? You live his statutes or you reject his statutes? Our lady, our lady came for the same reason Jesus came when he says, My peace is not man's peace. My peace, when I bring it, will be with the sword. Even dividing families. He goes to give like five or six examples. Separating the father from the son. The mother from the daughter. The brother from the brother. Our Lady is consolidating us together through mentalities that can keep us together. 
unity of mentality, unity of thought. Metanoia is changing mentality. Metanoia means conversion. The process of conversion cannot take place clinging to mentalities that we've developed. Is that sin? Well, if you're tolerant of certain things, or wickedness, then you've got a mentality for wickedness. God's seeking a holy people. A holy people can't be that unless there are one people. And so we got our election where we see extreme differences for just reasons. And it's not that one side of the light has the choice that they might want. This is their only choice they have. But why do we have to put faith in that? Is our sole exit to get out of this situation? We don't. And we shouldn't. Oh, we dutifully have to go down and vote. And we have to vote with the light. And there's a clear choice of darkness that's running. Obama's a clear choice of following darkness, rearranging marriage, ending all kind of abortion, all kind of promotion of degradation, socialism, which the church is against, despite those in the church who go social justice, which is really socialist justice. They're in grave error. They're rooted in liberation theology, and they're wrong. And they're in sin for it. But we have no accountability of holding these people accountable. Roberts, who passed HHS mandate, excommunicated himself. Why is it not formalized by the church hierarchy? We recognize what you've done, we make it public. Are we scared to embarrass? We're scared to stand up. Where is our strength? Where is the power? Where is conviction? The Supreme Court Justice, the Chief Justice, is excommunicated from the Catholic Church. Do you understand that? Does the church membership and the hierarchy understand that? Call him down. Recognize it. You're not doing it. You're giving way to what he chose to do. Five days away from a countdown that you may see some tremendous things happen. Chapter 35, they fired the first shot. It's called, this is the battle plan. We're not playing in this book. We're not thinking mundane things. We've got an enemy to this nation who says he, as president, and before he's president, will transform fundamentally the United States of America. And if you know his thinking and what he's about, he doesn't mean we're bringing in a new party or a different party or different methods. He wants to change liberty to oppression. He wants to change the free thinking of capitalism, which the Catholic Church has always been for. It's the best form we've got available. To government ran socialism, which leads to tyranny. Chapter 36 
This is the battle plan outline. It's not a joke. It's not pie in the sky stuff. This is real. Chapter 37. This is the battle plan final directives. Chapter 38. The revolution. Chapter 39. The revolution Tea Party Syndrome. Chapter 40. The revolution. Churches of the colonies played the major part in the American Revolution. Where is the church standing up and saying, Roberts, you're not going to do this and get away with it and still wear the title Catholic? You're excommunicated. It's an injustice not to sit there and say this to this man. I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about the bishops. Confirm it. He declared it. He did it. But have we made things so complicated? Well, maybe he did, maybe he didn't. Come on, give me a break. It's black and white, light and dark. The salt's gone flat. We're not willing to preserve clear decisions, clear mandates from the church. And he made a clear mandate against the church's teachings and made it law. Chapter 41, the revolution, new villages, not by method, but by prayer. Chapter 42, the revolution, change what is immediately at hand. And you can do this. This book shows you how to do it. I'm not interested in doing a promo for this book. I'm interested in changing this nation. That's why I wrote it. I killed myself and everybody else with it in four and a half months for a two-year, three-year writing. Sacrificing sleep. My own peace often. And working to death of the Zodorami and still doing it, just filling the orders for it. Chapter 43. I won't even read the title of that. This is your manual. This is your moment. It's not five days from now. I'm not saying not to. Yeah, you have to go vote. Just so we can say we did what we were supposed to do. But don't think that's going to change a thing. Our forefathers did not rebel. To rebel is to be against God. They don't have the right to do that. We don't have the right to have a rebellion. What our forefathers did, they declared independence. That's a different thing. You can't do this as an individual. We can't sit there and say, okay, we're going to be independent, or I can't say that. I'm going to rebel against the government. That is against the authority of God, because all authority is from God. Individuals in the founding of this nation did not rebel because they knew they could never do that and still honor God. To honor authority is to honor God. But what the founders did do is they established a government and they established authority as the colonies. Not as individuals, but a body of government 
that body of government legitimized authority for them to act upon to declare independence. They did this authority, established it in front of God and man. By a right of independence, and take and they took claim of God-given liberty. And so this is our path. We have to establish something that gives authority, not as, a, not as hoodlums, revolutionaries, but something legitimate. A body of people that's being formulated that no more will you bring us down or walk us down an anti-God path no more will we tolerate it. We had to formulate into a legitimate governing body. And we can tell this, tell this surrogate system that's taken over, you're finished with us. We're not going to do it. You're not going to sit there and tell us you can have unnatural laws, unnatural adoptions, unnatural marriage, ripping things and beings out of the, the womb. I say things because they bring parts out of it the way they do. We're finished, people. Do you not have enough prayer and mentality to change? Metanoia enough conversion to stand up and be convicted? And say, no, we're not going to follow it no more. Robert, you're not in our league. You're not in our camp. Get out. There was no upcry by him. No disrespect. And him as an individual for what is shameful thing he did, not for the office, but to respect the office. And we don't respect the office by letting him stay there. As an individual, we can't do something to correct it. But if we form a governing body, if we form what they find the first shot leads you to, you've got legitimacy to act and say, we're independent from federalization. You're not going to be in our door no more. You're not going to be in our steps in the front of our door no more. You're not going to be in our yard with your environmentalism and the radicalism and all the laws and all the things you say we have to do or on our city councils. You're out. We're finished. It is over. And if you don't act, if you don't do this, it's over for us. It's that simple. Better they than us. And it's going to be us. If we don't live our commandments that God's given to us, the statutes, and hold them up, it'll be us walking to the Colosseum. We are at a pivotal moment. There is no more time. We don't have any seconds left. And so where do we go? Where is the safe places in the country? You're about to hear that. This comes from a book called Flee to the Fields, the Faith and Works of the Catholic Land Movement. And it speaks of the moral danger that is found in civilizations uh, such as we are living today. The moral danger is just that which history tells us has always threatened the Christian life of the church when her followers are living in ultra-civilized pagan surroundings. It is the danger which... 1,500 years ago in Egypt brought about the establishment of the monastic life. There is no need to dwell in detail on the various features of everyday town life 
which make it difficult for those who dwell in the midst of them to follow faithfully the precepts of the Christian life. A man encounters them at every turn, in his business, in social intercourse, in his reading, in his recreation. Many are strong enough to overcome them and to direct their lives on true Christian principles, but there are many others who cannot stand the strain and will certainly go under unless they can move into another kind of living where the temptations are not so many nor so pressing. In the modern city, the concupiscence of the flesh, the concupiscence of the eyes, and the pride of life are rampant. I do not for a moment maintain that life on the land is an earthly paradise, but it is physically, economically, and morally a safer place to live in than the town. For instance, you will rarely find an atheist or a communist among the men who work and own the land. The providence of God stares the countryman in the face at every moment of his day's work. The townsman gazes rather on the ingenuitive man and exaggerates his power. The countryman deals directly with nature, which is the external manifestation of God the Creator, and all the wonderful processes of creation, birth, development, maturity, and decay. Then rebirth and renewal of the series. The townsman deals with what is often only remotely a product of nature, and that in one fixed state of being, and over and over again with the same product in the same state, so that its coming into being has no interest for him. Seeing God daily at close view in the fresh work of his hands breeds in the peasant an instinctive reverence for his task. By his daily occupation, he is apt for religion. The revolving year, with its seasonal variety of tasks in regular order, make him conservative in mind. What has been will be again. He clings to the old things, religious beliefs among them, for they are justified by his daily experience and have been held by his fathers and their fathers before them. He is extremely uncompromising material to make into an atheist. Life moves slowly in the country and is free from noise and excitement. It exhibits an infinite variety that can never stale, and though it may make a man healthily tired, it does not fret his nerves to shreds or thoroughly drain his strength. He can seek recreation without demanding excitement, for his work does not make him jaded like the dull monotony of many occupations in the town. To sum up my argument, life in the country, when judged by religious and moral standards, being safer and saner in itself than life in a town, ought to be made possible for more Catholics and Christians than those who follow it at the present time. I have tried to show, moreover, that it would be advantageous to the Christian and the Catholic Church herself as an institution to be stronger in the rural districts. To be stronger. People are looking for strong leadership. They want it. They're starving for it. Going back to Roberts, act on this. Those who are in authority, who have the ability to do so, need to confirm what people do. It's not with vengeance or point of shame or we're going to get back at you. It's just confirming what he's chosen to do. 
Make the decision. We're in the decision time. John Henson, I'm reading a book right now. You, to me, it's like you're 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 always in a storm, or you're all, or whether you're in a storm, or your storm's leaving, or you're in the sunshine, and another's approaching. And so, for me, you should always be reading a book. I'm actually reading two books right now. One of them is John Henson, who in the Civil War wanted to remain neutral in Kentucky. Very well respected, wealthy, plantation owner. Treated his slaves and wouldn't dare call them that, called them servants. Treated them as family. Very just man. And when Grant came with his troops, he rode to meet Grant. He met with the Confederate generals. He was on both sides. He stayed that way, and even through the battles and taking over two forts there between the rivers in Kentucky, he remained so. He was determined to stay in neutrality between them. He could ride into Grant's tent, and he stayed neutral until the North took over. And won the battle. It was actually given to Grant and what catapulted him and Lincoln's relationship. But the gist of this is atrocities that were committed after they took over made John Henson take a stand. They killed his two sons without any probable cause, without any justice, just doing it, just maraudering around. He became a sharpshooter for the Confederates ended up being one of the most painful thorns in the northern occupation there. But I don't bring those points up. It's very interesting reading because it tells you a lot about history. It gives you a, a, even about our approach now spiritual life. How do you fight that? How do, you, how do we go about what we do? But in this, the one thing that resonates is he was forced to make a decision. You're not going to remain neutral about this. You've got to go. The pressure of the apparition every day is to force you into a decision where you're going to be, what you're going to do. Procrastination doesn't work. It's not going to continue to work. You've got to get one way or the other. And if you want to go away from God, away from lady, that's fine. But you're going to have to make that decision. Roberts did that. The people who was over Roberts and his identity with the Catholic faith need to make a decision. And we need to call that to action. We can't just let him sit there and be, well, we're neutral about it. Nobody said nothing about this man, this man's actions. We pray for him. We want salvation. Best communication when you automatically do this to yourself is consigning yourself to hell. There was a theologian that rebuked the church for 10 years. He was threatened with excommunication repeatedly. He was actually self-excommunicated by doing that. And finally the church did it. And instantly the God changed. And instantly he reconciled back to the church. Often when people are faced with something, the fullness of what they do, they'll change to the right way. And perhaps just as much they won't. But we're in this with our ladies' daily apparitions, in this decision time that we've got to make those choices. We've got the United Nations sending in poll watchers. They're not coming here to watch injustices and making sure this is right. They're coming here to make sure five people, uh, one person can vote five times. Obama invited them in here. 
I was just told Iowa yesterday brazenly and rightfully said if you send any United Nations or if any United Nations poll watchers come into our state, they're going to be arrested immediately. Bravo, Iowa! I was just told that somebody was voting, I guess, absentees to a machine. And three times they tried to vote for Romney. And three times it flashed up Obama. Complaining about it to the poll watcher said, oh, the machine's been giving us problems. That's the answer? They fired the first shot. Talks about this two months ago. There's going to be bri- widespread fraud. It happened in the next election. You think this is going to not happen this one? Evil's come to reign. Don't think it's just going to vacate. You need to get your act together as far as your mentality and see where you stand on all these things. Be it a bishop or be us peasants. However people want to look at us. doesn't matter to me. We have a mission Our Lady has appeared and showed us things to give us clarity of thought and clarity of mentality. It comes up often um, that people that especially haven't read It Ain't Gonna Happen don't quite understand about the silver and and, um, that it has ever been from Caritas, from Friend of Medjugorje, that Silver is the aim, but is a means to a way of life that he has felt very strongly, always, that this is the way Our Lady has been uh, directing her children. Some vision that that he had from his own childhood growing up and um, finding a fruition of that through the apparitions. But we came across a a, uh, book recently that... um, speaks about this vision. It's from um, The Rural Solution, and um, it just simply states, Now, it might be argued, tendentiously, that the return to the land is something vouchsafed to a particular kind of Catholic, that it is a a legitimate vocation, if a minority one. But is that really so? Granted that, in a period of immense societal decadence, it will be missionaries possessed by a vision, by a vocation, who will lead the return to the land and to sanity. It remains, nonetheless, the case that the call is made to the majority of Catholics, which is, again, back to the land. A call back to the land, not to the mere enthusiastic few. Why? Because life on the land gives the faith roots in rich soil, whilst life in the city for the faith is sterile and ultimately destructive of the Catholic Church. Well, we say this to, of course, this is, is this an old writing? This is this is uh, specifically um, from Catholic voices, but it could also be. Well, of course, they're plastic Christians. I mean, we're all we've got more. I've got we often have more in line with men, uh, thoughts from different denominations than we do with just only Catholic. So it's not a Catholic thing. 
Christians have to unite. We're not going to defeat the HHS mandate and the cramming down of our throats and our, our salvation being at risk by accepting it uh, by ourselves. Everybody's got to unite together and realize where we're headed. One mind, one thought. If some of our doctrinal differences makes that separate, then for the greater good of each denomination and each Christian and Catholics, we need to be united on what's confronting us. And that's where we are. So what this says is missionaries having a vision. What is that but Medjugorje? That's really prophetic. Frank, I know it's probably hard to sit there through all this talk. <laughs> well, my hope is uh, also in they fire the first shot. As the same goes, all that ne- is necessary for evil to flourish is for good men to do nothing. And I would say all that's necessary for Our Lady's Immaculate Heart to triumph is for good men to read they fired the first shot and take the simple steps into action. And uh, this is this is the battle plan. And uh, it, it, we can see the triumph of uh, the Immaculate Heart in this, I think. But um, a lot of people, I also was reading uh, a, a Civil War book this weekend, and a lot of people are calling about their 401ks and RSPs, our friends from Canada, the, the 401k equivalent. And um, just a thought, you know, to go over this again, because in the book, the very wealthy plantation owner bought his 800-acre plantation and, you know, probably a 10,000-square-foot home and the servants for $2,200. It's about 1,700 ounces of silver, as, it, as an ounce of silver is little over three quarters or dollars a little over three quarters of an ounce and this coinage act has never been repealed a dollar is 371.25 fine grains of silver it never said it in the united states of america it could be anything else and our only hope is to return to the constitution that says only gold and silver will be money so as far as 401ks go you've got to go to your employer or the provider and you have to talk to them 1% 1% of the people trying to get out of these and get into finite things, particularly silver, is going to cause hyperinflation. You can't, everybody can't get their money. So the big company that was supposed to take care of you till you died are off the hook, and you're on the hook. You have to let your employer know you're not okay with being on the hook. Very simply, the math doesn't work. Everybody can't get it, and you're going to be responsible for many people, the people that are seeing this. You have to be take care of people that aren't preparing. So you have to take this very seriously. If you have a good relationship, we've said this before, you've said this before, with your boss, ask him if you can quit. And if that's the only way you can get your 401k. But uh, pray about it. You know, in some cases, you know, tell me I might have to put an application in other places, and I don't want to. I love this job. I, I, I love you. You're a great boss. But um, but it, you'd be forced to. You know, people are coming with $300,000. You know, think of what that is in terms of history. Silver wasn't overvalued in 1850. People weren't using uh, electricity in their homes. You know, think of what's been consumed. The Mint tells us that some days they... Uh, spend a thousand ounces up in smoke and steam and silver's recycled so all this silver's recycled it's not a hundred percent net 
uh, every time it's recycled, there's loss. Gold is manufactured and it stays mostly in the form it's manufactured in. So you have something here extraordinary, and it's supernatural that the world doesn't see it, but it won't be long until the world does, and these opportunities we're talking about now won't exist. You know, this supernatural aspect you're talking about is really it has to be from God because it's so blatant that it can be seen, except God blinds the, the, the worldly. And they'd be the one, very ones that would run to this when they sh- shouldn't be blessed to have that knowledge to do that. Yeah, uh, why would anyone buy gold that you can get 53 ounces of silver per an ounce of gold? There's no, um, you know, there's no logic in that. And, you know, I know people with uh, over a million dollars in gold, quite a few people. And, um, you know, they have to wake up at some point and go, this just doesn't make any sense. You know, um, silver can't be five times more abundant. It, you know, what price would it take to get five times as much silver as gold? The, you know, to get 250 million ounces, as much as the alleged gold that we have in inventory in the United States, you know, it's going to be hard to get when Eric Sprott had to wait three months to get 10 million ounces. So and that's a one-to-one ratio. But, did he, did he uh, take physical? To get physical possession, he was getting bars that, that were manufactured after he placed his order. So he might have placed his order in September, and he got bars that were made in, you know, October and November. This was a year ago or two. But, uh, you know, it, it's absolutely ridiculous. And what has happened to manufacture this price is all the government's hoards are dumped into the market. And how come our gold hasn't been uh, audited in so many years in Fort Knox? Because it's probably paper. It's probably, they probably had to sell all the gold now. First they sell all the silver, and then they have to, you know, lease all the gold into the market. And, you know, governments are probably sitting there holding paper with no real assets. And then eventually you run out of the, the real asset to where you can't manipulate it anymore, and then the world is shocked. And once the prices of these assets go up, money that historical money that's been money for 5,000 years, then you're going to have hyperinflation and panic, and there's going to be no opportunity to um, do any preparing. If you haven't prepared at that time, it's, it's too late. We have, of course, coming up December 6th to the 7th. We're just doing a mailing on it now, and it's been on the site for a few days. Uh, the New Communities How-To Conference. It's the first of the kind. It's time definitely in Medjugorje real clearly in our ladies where she's led us to to a path of, of taking a different direction. I think it's going to be very exciting for a lot of people, even those who have followed us for a long time. Uh, what they're here, we'll have guests we're, we're flying in for this, these two days. And, of course, we'll go Friday right into the 7th to December 8th to the 12th. So it would be great for whoever comes and go to the other. You would have to have read they find this first shot to attend this. We're not interested in being uh, educators as to what we're talking about uh, for those who walk in the door. You need to already be on the level and already have the mentality uh, and understanding of where we're going with this so we can go at the conference to advance you much further than that. And uh, we've got some things that we want to show you, some people that we want you to talk to. And, um, of course, Frank will be here. Maybe we'll have a, something set up for Frank that'll happen. Because all these are developments. They find the first shot is just not a book. It's a graduation to this point and a combination of ain't going to happen. Look what happened. How to change your husband. I see four. Whose opinion is right. 
and hundreds of other writings that's been sent out to you through the years, the last 25 years. This is a combination of a graduation to point where the plan is formulated. It's execution time now. Let's implement it. And this is a getting together of people that will connect to ease into this form of a legitimate governing body that can stand up independently and say, you can't do this to us, and you're not going to. Now, many people have said, this is dangerous words to say. It's legal. We can do it. Can somebody do something against you? Oh, you bet they can, because tyranny acts that way. But tyranny doesn't have the right. We have the right to act. We're not doing anything illegal. They'll make it illegal. They plan to do that. Obama has that in his plans. It's not pie in the sky. The book shows you that. It's, it's facts. It's his words, his facts, his executive orders. So we're headed for trouble. And where do we... It's just like, was it Adams? Uh, when will we grow stronger? When do we fight? Next week? Next month? Next year? I dare tell you, we'll never be stronger than we are at this moment. And with God's providence... This is the moment, and where we're deficient, he'll help us in other ways. But never, day by day, will we have the strength we had today. When tyranny begins to reign, what happens is we grow weaker each day. We'll be less and less able to stand up against this. And so today's the time. December 6th and 7th is the place to be for this. Don't bring somebody here that hasn't read this book. And don't bring somebody here that is not in agreement with the book. Even if they're only 99 for five, or if they're 99%, we don't want them. You're either on board or you're off board. We don't have time to waste. We're looking for like-minded people, a minority, as I think it was Adams that said, a tireless, we don't, need a, we don't need a majority, we need a tireless minority who's willing to set the minds of people on fire. Frank, what's your contact information? You can contact us toll-free, 877-936-7686. You can email us at globalsilverinvestors at yahoo.com, and our website is globalsilverinvestors.com. Last comment? Well, I know somebody that started the book, and they uh, have voted Democrat for years, and, uh, you know, we had some conversations, and and they said, I, uh, I voted ahead of time. I said, I don't want to hear about it. And uh, she says, no, I was in church, and I was praying the creed, and uh, a voice came to me and said, you're Catholic, you can't vote Democrat in, in this election. And uh, she cast her vote for uh, the Republican candidate, so that, Romney. That's after, and, uh, that's after reading the book? Or? She, just started, she just started it, mm-hmm. and, uh, but, uh, you know, she... she uh, had a voice while praying before the Blessed Sacrament. So glory be to God. And, uh, you know, let's put, put our hope in the book because I don't know if there's, peace will come, won't come from the president. Well, it's like what I quoted last week, a week before last, Pope Benedict said, Catholics can debate war. They can de- debate the death penalty. They cannot debate abortion. They cannot debate traditional marriage. And so we're not saying what the Republican Party, especially the established Republican Party, is really in the right. We're saying that 
there's things that can be debated with that. But they don't have on the platform what the Democratic Party has. They don't have the right to abortion. They're pro-life, complete. They are pro-marriage, complete, biblically. The Democratic Party is the opposite. So there's no debate here. It's not that we're against Democrats. It's that we're against what they stand for and what the platform says what they're going to do. And they rejected God three times. They said they passed it, but obviously if you hear it, they did not pass it. They rejected God out of their platform. Even though they put it in there for political reasons to slide by. So you can't be Catholic and vote with evil platform. You may do it out of ignorance. You may have not known that. You may not realize it. After you read, they find the first shot. And we're not saying to vote for Mitt Romney. If you don't, to vote for the independent. Write in your mother. Whoever. But one thing you can't do is the other. We can debate all these other things about the Republicans. And I'm not happy with what they've done. They, they're gutless. They haven't stood up in a lot of ways. They've compromised. But that's, again, that's the debate side that we can legitimately do. We can't debate the other. It's black and white. What Roberts did is black and white. It's clear. Well, we're out of time. We'll be with you tomorrow. Tomorrow's the second of the month. And, of course, we always have the message from a lady, which is will be very interesting to hear in light of where we are because what so goes the United States, goes the rest of the world. A lot rides on this. But it's not just the election. More rides on the principles of you forming your own government or you forming a governing body, a legitimate combined across this land that sweeps up, that changes this nation than what this election can do in changing. And until tomorrow, we love you. We wish you Our Lady. Good night. The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional.